0: Microphone check. One, two. What is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business? I am your host, Rohan Patra. The rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of a rainbow. Get stuck. Get stuck. Get stuck. Get stuck. You may be thinking, "Why am I an esteemed member of the rap journalism industrial complex?" reviewing the music of an artist historically known as an R&B artist in SZA. You may want me to just shut up and dribble and only cover what you consider to be sufficiently rap music enough in your eyes. But I will not comply. Discussing SZA's new album, SOS, is my God-given right protected by the Constitution. I felt inspired to discuss this record because, for one, it's really good. And this album features many straight-up rap or rap crossover moments, so I thought it was appropriate for this podcast. But most importantly, this album hit me at a very pivotal time in my life last month at the end of the year when I really needed it most, where I felt very fragile, felt like I was spiraling, and felt a lot of shame, like truly felt a lot of deep-seated shame. Yet SOS managed to give me a bit of juice, providing me with sweet sounds and honest perspective related to emotions I directly was processing at the time, genuinely keeping me afloat throughout a rough time. You know, it's funny how all of a sudden, all that self-love and acceptance talk starts to actually resonate when you stop loving yourself and can't accept mistakes you've made in the past. I'm so excited to elaborate on why SZA's SOS left such a huge mark on me. The Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer. This is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next or pop into your record player welcome to the show after a very long and arduous wait of over five years since her last highly successful debut album control first dropped with label disputes made public and personal turmoils for the saint louis songstress scissor returns finally with the most highly anticipated rmb album i'd say since Frank Ocean's Blonde. Expectations for me, honestly, were high, but also kind of in a weird way. I almost felt over it. Like, I had been teased with a SZA album coming out for so long that I almost felt a bit primed to be disappointed. I don't know. I just had a bad feeling about this record, honestly, when I first heard it. So when I first popped this record by SZA on and eventually read some of the hashtag discourse about this album... It was only then that I actually realized that she was doing quite a bit of rapping on this album. The reason for this is simple. All this time spent crafting SOS clearly went to good use, because the rapping on SOS feels nothing like an experiment. Instead, it sounds so refined and ingrained into what SZA does on this album as a performer it sounds like she's been doing this for the past two decades. The rapping style usually falls in the realm of singy-songy rap singing, allowing her to inject a ton of melody within verses and transition to punchy hooks with very relative ease. However, there are tracks like the intro as well as the outro and particularly Smoking on My X-Pack, which is remarkable in that... It so confidently sounds like one of those classic soul sampling, one long verse type jams. We rap fans have gotten on many of our favorite hip hop albums over the years. Those short album cuts that always hit the spot when done right. I am just so impressed with how confidently and naturally SZA expresses herself as a rapper on SOS something that other R&B singers have tried before, some really high-profile ones, to not-so-great results. Beyoncé. In addition to the rapping element of S.O.S., SZA adopts many styles on this album to fantastic results. It's amazing that an album this ambitious and risk-taking felt like, honestly, just like same old, same old SZA on initial listens, like again... I have to repeat that my first impressions with this record were that, oh, SZA's just doing the same thing she's always done. And now that's definitely related to, you know, my kind of scattered mental state when this first dropped. But it's more related to how easily SZA made these sounds fit into her own world and made them feel part of the proper SZA experience. SOS is one of those albums that, runs the gamut of many musical styles, pulling SZA in many different directions. And honestly, I don't usually prefer that kind of style for an album. Fans of this show know by now, I tend to prefer albums that are a bit more cohesive stylistically, that stick closer to a narrow musical blueprint. However, SOS manages to jump from style to style and make it all sound very consistent and that's due to SZA's presence alone. Her presence is the foundation for this record to feel consistently playful, quietly confident, and more intimate than she gets credit for as an artist. Musically, this album is panoramic. Songs feature wide sound stages and use space very intentionally. Consistent elements in these instrumentals feature pretty strings, modern mainstream drums, and atmospheric electronic touches. Low is a mesmerizing example of all of these elements coming together very beautifully with an intro that is dreamy and pretty, which transitions to this kind of pop rap track with a versatile singing and rapping of like a prime Drake delivered from SZA. And then it sports hard drums and this really great hook, something that is absolutely common with this album and throughout these beats on SOS although there is a very nice variety of sound as I've mentioned the common approach is to center SZA firmly in the spotlight so no sound ever tries to steal the show and is all that in your face instead they come in quietly in and out as necessary enveloping SZA as a singer as a rapper and compliment and accentuate what she does and the emotions she's conveying really well ghost in the machine showcases the subtle greatness of the production when the chorus drops with these nocturnal twinkly percussion notes and big atmospheric bass make what SZA and the feature phoebe bridgers is talking about feel so remarkably important and and urgent SZA has always been a great songwriter over the years. On Control, her slinky, loose way of writing songs was irregular for the time, but proved to be quite influential. And on SOS, while that style is still here, she incorporates a lot of true blue ballads on this album as well and absolutely hits them out the park. I was always one that personally loved songs like garden and drew barrymore off of control the most so i was so happy to hear even more great balladry from the first lady of tde love language exemplifies just how nimble sizza delivers these hooks and transitions from verse to chorus with velvety smooth charisma through these gorgeous Gorgeous vocal lines that has me singing along to them every single time Even the pitch down vocals, which I learned to find out is actually still SZA singing in the outro along with those strings that come in are, are just breathtaking Another expertly written song is notice me which is so undeniably fun And it's the kind of song that just makes you want to grab the closest person to you and just dance her ability to perform with such an elastic flexibility is just electric and proves why she's such a star. And then we have Special. Wow. This is the kind of song that is so sweet that it almost feels too, too sweet to the point where it could risk being corny. And for some, you know, maybe it is corny. It's a very, very precious type track, but not for me. Because something SZA does time and time again on this record is display just how precious her performance really can be. Not only are the vocals so pretty, but the emotion behind her words are unbelievably tender and heartfelt. And as the listener, you can really feel that. Same can be said for Snooze, which I say is one of the best songs I've heard in a long time. The beat has a nice groovy swing, and then the hook is just so adorable. Like, those are the kind of words that come to mind when I listen to this record. These are just one of many moments where I just want to hug SZA. It just makes me want to do that. And that's one of the greatest compliments I can give to a singer. Something I only reserve for the best of the best, such as other deeply beautiful singing performances that I can think of from the likes of Beth Gibbons on Portishead's Beautifully Delicate, It Could Be Sweet, for example. All this being said, the one style SZA hopped on that absolutely did not work is the pop punk joint on F2F. Which should have been left on the cutting room floor. But other than that, SZA showcases a level of versatility that is truly one of a kind. One of her greatest strengths have just improved somehow. This album rides a tightrope between quiet, melancholy, bashful, and fun-loving with a supreme finesse. This artistic evolution from SZA is strikingly smooth. Now speaking of evolution, one of the more widely held criticisms that I've heard about this album is that SZA hasn't displayed enough growth in the topics and perspectives that she presents on this album covering ground on topics related to exes and failed relationships that are all just too similar to what we found on control. She sounds immature, people say. Now, given a recent release from from The Six God, this rhetoric often came with Drake as the comparison, where Drizzy Dick Riders would say, you guys got mad at Drake for not maturing, yet you celebrate the same with SZA, This is a classic double standard that women benefit from. Jordan Peterson was right. You know, you get the point. Now you can check the last bonus episode to learn about my thoughts on why Drake's persona has soured in the eyes of many in in much more depth. But for now, I want to focus on SZA and how I feel about SZA's subject matter. And simply put, I just don't agree at all. I think it's completely off base and stupid. SOS is a celebration of vulnerability. Illuminating the freedom that comes when you truly accept who you are, flaws and all. Even though SZA deeply indulges in unhealthy coping, extreme lust, and displays a lot of loneliness on this album, it's all presented like a part of the overall healing experience. SZA isn't presenting everything that she's saying or doing as if she's righteous. Instead, she properly contextualizes her vices and insecurities with the necessary depth and the necessary honesty sos is an album about true openness and not suppression the vulnerability on sos is dialed up another notch versus what we heard on control which is why i do think sisa has displayed growth on this record and it's why i think this is her best album yet sisa consistently dresses herself down to her raw feelings of longing, lust, and loneliness, with an air of acceptance that makes even the most heartbreaking moments on this album feel like SZA simply laying her cards on the table, unafraid of what anybody thinks. Which makes this album feel oddly uplifting. A record that inspires with its bold transparency and inviting sincerity. SZA's words feel so pure and the subject matter reflects the tenderness thoroughly. The sheer nakedness of SZA's desperation to rid herself of all self-esteem and respect to get her love back on open arms is beautifully tragic and honest because I know that damn feeling more than I'd like to admit. Blind speaks to my soul too, how she so openly admits frequently getting too wrapped up in her emotions to where She Can't See Clearly, another sentiment that sticks with me a ton since I relate to this way too much. The arc of the album starts off with this more shallower spiteful thinking where she's talking about killing her ex and all that before ending with acceptance and a recapturing of her swagger in that final track featuring none other than ODB. The penultimate track sums up the album's mission statement with the beautiful lines half of us laying waste to our youth it's in the present half of us chasing fountains of youth and it's in the present now words to truly live by and wow it's just a beautiful sentiment that puts a neat bow on what this album truly stands for although i really have fallen in love with this album The main thing I would have liked to be different with SOS is the length, because I do feel it suffers from redundancy issues, particularly in the back half of the record, and dilutes the potency of what is a very inspired set of tracks. I understand an album so long in the making led to many, many songs being written for use in this record, but songs like Nobody Gets Me, Shirt, F2F tread very similar ground to other songs here, which are much more well-written and feature better performances from SZA. And I think the album wouldn't have lost anything thematically had these songs just been axed from the track list. I'd also add that Travis, while sounding fine on open arms, added unnecessary fat to what was otherwise a great song without him. But all in all SZA's SOS is a roaring, roaring success. But I'm genuinely surprised by how much I ended up loving this. I definitely like Control a lot and SZA generally as an artist. But I've also had my gripes with SZA, with some of her more immature moments that have showed up in past lyrics that were kind of off-putting at times, or just kind of made me, you know, roll my eyes. As well as her now deeply influential songwriting on Control that I don't think always was. Grabbing me from start to finish on a given track Yet with SOS She took all the best elements of control But sprinkled in some more raps and ballads and dialed the vulnerability up many notches and made her Absolute best album yet making her discography now a stellar two for two as far as albums go My life is better with this album. So thank you to TDE and SZA for taking your time with this I was critical of the long delay between Control and SOS, but I will now happily eat my words and go play Snooze for the 50th time again. This album is great. So there we have it, another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug Podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations exclusive playlists early access to episodes and more and above all though you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time i spend on this show already but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently so if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Pod, or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com you can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it.